Well, hey there, welcome to day 22, No Nonsense November. Sharon Hornell from here. And today we're gonna to continue our discussion about problem solving decision making by focusing on solutions. You can say solution focus. I say focus on solutions because it is as much as we as human beings love to focus on the problems and talk about our problems and feel like victims and complain and bitch and moan about ain't it awful. The truth is, until we get to the solution portion of the problem-solving decision-making process, nothing happens, right? Until we get over and we, you know, we should spend 80% of our time on the solution part of the whole process and only 20%, maybe 10% of our time actually identifying the, the, the beginning steps of the problem, focusing on what the problem is, never more than 10%, right? 80% on finding solutions and 10% on implementing and putting those solutions into place so that we don't have to deal with that problem so we can learn the lessons we need to learn from it. So what are some things and how can we focus on solutions? Focusing on solutions, it's, it's an innately positive activity, right? It means that we are optimistic and we believe that we can find and overcome the challenge that we're facing or the problem that has, has presented itself to us, right? It means that we can figure it out. What are some of the tips and strategies? Of course, there's a process for doing this like anything else, and we'll talk about that in a second and about the things that we need to do. But let's talk about some of the tips because I think sometimes we just need tips and ideas to get us moving in the direction of focusing on solutions. So again, solutions should be positive, right? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes we need to just stop cut bait and, and discontinue something that we're doing because it isn't positive. The results we're getting aren't in the direction we want to go. But there's things we can do. Number one, just get on with it. Brainstorm. Brainstorming is one of my favorite tools on the planet for a reason. Because if we're brainstorming, we're being creative, we're focusing on solutions, we're, we're breaking down barriers, we're breaking the problem down into smaller pieces if we need to, to brainstorm and find solutions. We ask for help when we need to. If we need expert help to help us find a solution to a problem, we can struggle and struggle and try to figure it out ourselves, or we can ask for help. We can find somebody that's faced the problem before, and we can tap into their expertise and probably solve the problem 10 times faster than if we're trying to figure it out on our own. We can find opportunities and lessons in the problem and in the situation that will help lead us to solutions. We can think about similar situations that we or someone else has faced in the past and, and remember how we dealt with it and take bits and pieces of that to help us come up with a creative solution for the current situation that we're facing. We want to be objective. Uh, we want to have a plan. We want to use creativity because the more creative and open-minded we are, the more possible solutions we'll entertain or we'll even be able to see or look at. Um, we want to remember to be flexible, to be accountable, be responsible. If we take 100% responsibility, if we own the problem, if we're like, I own coming up with a solution to this problem, even if we don't own the problem, but if we decide we want to come up with a solution for a problem that already exists, and we take 100% responsibility for, for knowing and believing that we can come up with that solution, we will find the solution. We will find a very viable solution. Does it mean somebody else won't come up with a better solution down the road? Of course not. We're hoping someone does because we always want the world to be getting to be a better and better place, right? We want to build on other people's solutions. It's, it's Life is about a continually improving journey and stepping stones. So what are some of the things that we need to do to focus on solutions? Well, we need to identify the issues. What are the issues? What's going on here? 
Uh, we need to understand everybody's interests. A lot of times when there's a problem or a challenge or a situation, it doesn't just involve us. Now we can only approach it and figure it out from our point of view, but if we're open-minded and we realize that there's other people that will be affected by the solution that we implement. Remember, whenever we solve one problem, we create a whole new set of problems. It's just inherent in the continuous improvement, ever-changing thing we call life. So we wanna make sure that we are taking into account other people's interests. If I decide that I am going to move to Hawaii, just on a whim, I'm gonna to move to Hawaii because it's in my best interest, but I don't take into account the effect it has on the other people that are involved in my life, that is, that's not necessarily the best solution to a current situation or a current problem I might be facing. So I wanna take into account other people's interests. I wanna list out and brainstorm again, possible solutions, as many as I absolutely positively can, any kind of options or solutions to deal with the challenge that I'm facing or the problem that I'm facing, as many things as I could possibly do. I talk a lot in the Get Up and Go Challenge every time about we tend to think as human beings in black and white. It's either this or that, good or bad. We think in, we live in a polar universe, so we think in opposites, right? We think it's either, it's either something awesome or it's the end of the world. We think of literally good and bad, black and white, and we forget that there's so many shades of gray in the middle. There's so many different colors in the rainbow. There's so many different solutions and possibilities, right, of how to deal with different types of situations. Uh, I, I used to, when I was younger, talk myself into a corner and think that I had to do, or, or I remember back in college, how many people went to college with a major in mind and changed their mind? Like more than five times. Of course. And I remember the first time I decided I wanted to change my major in college. I was freaking out because I went to college. I picked a college that was a great journalism school, to be honest. And I went to that school and picked that school because it was an ex it had an excellent journalism program. And I got into the program and I realized that it was not what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I had this internal battle and external battle um, with coming to terms with, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your major, especially when you're 18 years old. When you're 18 years old, do you know what you want to do with the rest of your life? Heck, I'm 60 and I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. So why would I expect my 18-year-old self to know that? Um, so we want to realize that I either go to this school, continue in journalism, or it's the end of my life. That was really the thinking I had. That's very black or white thinking, right? Because there's infinite possibilities, and there were infinite possibilities. I ended up going to like six different colleges, maybe only five, five or six different colleges before I finally graduated with three degrees because I kept changing my mind, and I kept studying things, and I had so many classes that I ended up with three majors, three degrees, which is okay, ridiculous in my father's estimation and my family's estimation. But to me, it was fun and awesome and I learned a lot and it really reinforced for me personally, my love of learning. So we wanna focus on solutions, keeping in mind to brainstorm and open our mind up to the universe of possibilities because they really are in many, many cases, many situations unlimited and limited only by our imaginations and what we are willing to let ourselves come up with and think about. We wanna document, um, once we select an option, we want to then evaluate all the options, right? Just like the problem solving process. We're going to come up with all these solutions. Well, then we have to have a way of evaluating them. And I'll talk about the list of tools in a minute and different tools for the different parts of the um, problem solving decision making process, which focusing on solutions is one part of that, right? Just like decision making is a part of it, 
focusing on solutions is a part of it, but we want it to be the biggest part of it. So then we're going to evaluate those options. We're going to select among the alternatives. We're going to pick one because guess what? We can usually only act on one thing at a time. Now, if you have a whole team of people, you can act on more than one thing at a time. But if it's just you or uh, a, a primary focus for your organization, you really probably want to pick one solution at a time and implement that, test it out, see what kind of results you're getting, um, document the agreements and the things that you're going to do, and then document and agree on things like contingencies, things on monitoring, things on evaluating, how you're going to know if it's working or not. And then when are your, uh, when are your stop or do and do something else, you know, throw in the towel on this particular solution or option. When do you switch to another option, especially, um, you need to and want to do all those things because it's just like a science experiment. We want to test one variable at a time. We want to test one thing at a time. If I want to lose weight and I do seven or eight different things at a time and I lose weight or I don't lose weight, how do I know what's working or what isn't working? I do the same thing when I'm testing different supplements and things. I don't change my vitamins and my supplements all at once or I have no idea what's working. I try to change one thing at a time, give it a test period, and then make a decision whether I'm going to continue or discontinue that particular supplement. We need to do and treat our entire lives and our businesses and our worlds like we are our own greatest science experiment. Because guess what? You are. You are creating the life that you want. And so you get to decide all these things. A uh, couple of things to keep in mind. Uh, we want to restate the problem as questions. If we restate the problem and we look at the problem as questions, our mind will give us all sorts of different answers instead of just one. If we state the problem as it's absolute, then we're actually reinforcing that the problem is bigger and more severe and probably not solvable or will limit the amount of possibilities we'll allow ourselves to look at or options we'll allow ourselves to look at. One really good strategy from actually comedy and theater is an exercise called yes and. So when you're brainstorming, you can somebody will say a, a thing somebody will give an example of say let's think of a problem say you are wanting to get a new car and you're looking at the alternatives and the different types of cars that you can have that would meet the criteria that you want to have a new car or a new vehicle for your life and somebody you can have a friend or somebody say you know you're you're saying some of the criteria and the things that you want and talking about the and evaluating different solutions and then somebody can say well yes and what so i want heated seats yes and and then you describe more why you get into the why you want something and so it's a way to to help look at alternatives but it's a really good um, way to continue conversations as well and to go deeper into the reasons that that things are important and to discover more of what is important so focusing on solutions let's talk about a six-step process to help us focus on solutions number one we want to focus on solutions again solutions are innately positive right they're solving a problem or a challenge or a change that's occurred and we want them to move us in the direction of things we want not in the directions that we don't want we need to think about how do we change our mindset how do we go from focusing on the problem, which is innately negative, to focusing on the solution, innately positive. How do we do that? There's different ways to do that. We can breathe. We can relax. We can remind ourselves that we are ultimately going to take responsibility for this situation because we want to be in control and we want to solve it. Then we're going to visualize our ideal outcome. We have to know exactly what outcome we want in order to decide what solutions will help move us toward that or not. We want to um, start by trying to find a solution 
um, you know, what could we do? And maybe it doesn't solve the whole problem, but it solves a big portion of the problem. We can always break it down into smaller pieces. And then we want to do things like action exercises to get us to, to take action and actually play with and try some of the solutions. Um, we want to define, own, tell the truth, and look for balance and look for, sometimes we need to change our perspective. Balance to me isn't balance like a, a judge's scale. Balance to me is, are we looking at other perspectives and a broader point of view? Sometimes we just need a different perspective on the problem. To, you know, if we look, if we step back and we look at the situation from a broader, bigger picture, we immediately see possible solutions that we wouldn't have seen before. So we want to be solution focused. We want to have an attitude and a spirit of possibility. We want to be objective. We want to have a plan for how we go about focusing on solutions. We want to use our creativity. We want to be flexible, accountable, and we want to take action. Well, so what are some of these tools? Remember I mentioned yesterday that there's 35 tools that I found from Success Labs, many of which I've used. I think I've probably been involved in all of these, sometimes under different names. But I'm just going to read them to you. There's no way I have time to describe 35 tools, but I want to give you an idea of how many things there are out there to help us do whatever it is that we want to do. This is just one list. I'm sure there are hundreds and hundreds of tools that you could use to help you with any part of the problem solving, decision making, focusing on solutions process, right? Anytime we're dealing with a challenge or a change. So I'm just going to read these quickly. The first batch is uh, just overall problem solving, decision making tools. And then the next one is identifying and analyzing problems, finding solutions, um, problem solving warm-up techniques and then closing activities because remember it's a process and this these are mostly for if you're doing it with a team but you can use a lot of them on your own as well so there is six thinking hats seeing things from different perspective lightning decision jam which is using post-it notes to brainstorm ideas and everybody just post, writes their ideas or their concerns or questions or uh problems or issues about a particular topic they just write them on post-it notes and they throw them up on a board and then you look at them later on um, problem definition process uh, there's different ways of approaching that there's escape reversal exaggeration distortion and wishful thinking uh, the five whys we talk about that a lot in the uh, get up and go challenge but we talk about the seven whys that i learned from dean graciosi which just takes understanding our motivation to a whole new level. World Cafe uh, is an exercise where we have different perspectives again on a problem or a challenge. Um, discovery and Action Dialogue, which is known as DAD. Uh, Design Sprint 2.0 is a four-day workshop that this particular organization leads where they have, um, they map out and they sketch out the problem, they decide and they uh, storyboard it then they prototype it and they test the solutions to the problem uh, open space technology is another uh, way of getting a big perspective on the problem and the situation and the challenge at hand that the team is going to face uh, different identifying and analyzing the problem uh, tools are flip it which we also talk about in uh, get up and go challenge the creativity dice fishbone analysis problem tree swot analysis swot Agreement Certainty Matrix, uh, SQUID, Sequential Quality and Insight Diagrams, The Journalistic Six, Lego Challenge, What, So What, and Now What, The Journalist's Approach, um, The Headline Technique, and The Speedboat. Now, I've used many of those. They come from, a lot of them come from the quality function, 
and quality systems and analysis, which I actually started learning in college and did throughout my corporate career and my business ownership. Super fun tools to use and really good for brainstorming. Fishbone diagrams, you know, fishbone, speedboat, squid, not squid, Lego challenge. A lot of them are really similar. The journalistic challenge and the the journalistic six are very similar. And again, I started in journalism so that that's kind of a framework that's inherent in my underlying psyche. Okay, so finding solutions, what are some tools that you can use? The mind spin, improved solutions. You do three rounds and different rounds of problem solving, but you play different roles in the problem solving process. My son-in-law just took his journeyman exam and one of the things that they do as part of that journeyman exam for the testing is they do, they're faced with a challenge and a problem and they have to approach it from three different people on that job's perspective and perform the task successfully in each of those roles. I love that. That is such a powerful way to look at situations and, and focus on solutions. Uh, the four step sketch, which is review, uh, start design variables and detailed solutions. 15% solution, which is a strategy where you look for not the entire solution, but what can I do that's gonna be really fast and can make an impact now? Get me 15% of the way to my goal. Uh, how now, wow matrix, impact effort matrix, dot democracy, which is post-its on the wall. Again, it's another way of using post-it notes. I, like everyone else who had a 3M relative, love post-it notes and how flexible and fun they are to use. Uh, they're like sticky index cards that you can move around and stick on walls so you don't have to be sorting through them by hand. Uh, problem warm-up techniques, check in, check out. When you get together with a group of people or a team and you want to solve problems, it's often important to have an icebreaker exercise to begin the session and then a wind-down exercise to see how everybody's feeling, how everybody's doing. So there's lots of different exercises you can do for that particular thing. Doodling together, show and tell, which is you get different perspectives on a particular topic. Constellations, um, you look at an object from close up and then from far away and you describe that object. Or to draw a tree. I don't know why, but some people like to just draw a tree as a, a warm-up exercise. Uh, and then closing activities, one breath feedback, meaning you just go around the room and everybody in one breath states the biggest thing or the, the biggest lesson that they learned during the activity. Uh, who, what, when matrix, and then response cards, you know, asking for people to get their feedback. Sometimes people don't want to talk out loud in a group. It depends on the group, but if it's a really big group, sometimes you just want to hand out little surveys or response cards for people to give their feedback on at the end of something. So those are just a, a bunch of tools that you can use, and we'll talk about some of them in the Get Up and Go Challenge. Uh, I'm trying to, during No Nonsense November, cover tools that I don't dive into and really specifically talk about during the Get Up and Go 30 Day Free Challenge, which starts December 1st, by the way. Uh, I'm trying to cover different ones that we don't go in there. So things like brainstorming, uh, the seven whys, things like that. I, I'm not going into in No Nonsense November because I know I'm gonna use them in the December uh, Get Up and Go Challenge. Last Get Up and Go Challenge, the October one, is the first time I actually specifically called out a tool a day, and I think it was really powerful, and so I'm gonna do that again in December. All right, have an awesome day. Any questions, hit me up in the comments below. If, if there's a tool or something you didn't catch or you want to know more about, ask in the comments below and I can get you the name. And then I'm going to encourage you to Google it, right? Because we need to all be self-starters and look for our own solutions. Could I, could I tell you and give you a good description of each of these tools? Absolutely, a, a very brief summary one. But sometimes 
we get the best and the most out of ourselves by actually looking it up and Googling it ourselves. All right, have an awesome day. I'll be with you tomorrow for No Nonsense November, day 23.